0: 109-95 Lakers over the Phoenix Suns. Two games to one lead for the Lake Show. A chance on Sunday to take complete control of this series and I don't think there's a Laker fan out there that doesn't expect the Lakers to not only take control uh, but do what they're supposed to do and handle the Phoenix Suns. Um, As for this game, a pretty exciting game. I think Lakers had control pretty much the entire time. I I don't think he ever felt there was uh, any danger, even in the fourth quarter when the Suns started making a run. I don't know. I felt like the Lakers were just more playing with their food than anything else. But the reality is, for the Lake show, it puts you two games away now of getting through. Um, obviously, round one, and uh, the sooner you can do that, the better. You're going to play either the winner. Uh, you're going to play either the Nuggets or the Portland Trailblazers. Um, so, we'll have to obviously have to wait till that series unfolds. And I, still, I know we still got a long way to go, and I, I don't want to make it sound like this series is over. But so much of uh, this matchup with the Phoenix Suns, in my eyes, just comes down to when do the Lakers want to end this thing? Um, do the Lakers want to make it a series, or do they want to just handle business and move on, kick back, sit, and wait? For, uh, for the next round. I think we're going to find out a lot on Sunday. And I don't expect really that much different from what we saw on Thursday night. I'll explain really what I'm referring to here. Um, why would anything really change by the time Sunday comes, uh, comes around? Uh, LeBron James and Anthony Davis are two of, uh, it's the best duo in the NBA. And at this stage of the season, they are also two players that seem to be getting healthier by each game. Um, what if the Lakers actually started hitting some three-point shots? What if the Lakers had a night where they shot 40% from the three-point line? We might be winning these games by 20 points. Uh, and I say that because the Lakers are still not playing perfect basketball, and we know this. This is one of the things that we've talked about. We've talked about how as the playoffs progress, the Lakers are only going to get better. They're only going to get more dangerous, and we're only three games in. And I'll tell you, in these first three games, if you want to put the playing tournament as well against the uh, Golden State Warriors, Lakers still got a long way to go. But that's a good thing because you can still win games. Understand that Anthony Davis, two straight games, 34 points, had 21 free throws in the last game, had 14 free throws. Maybe I get too excited on the free throw line stat, but I think it tells a lot. Had 14 free throw attempts uh, tonight as well. So um, Lakers looking like, okay, starting to get a little bit momentum here. And what we haven't had all season long is where the engine kind of takes off and then it's smooth sailing from there. We haven't really had that all season for the Lakers, primarily because of the injuries. Maybe that can start to happen in the playoffs here. Maybe that could happen in the first round. Unfortunately, for the Phoenix Suns, that's uh, that's the opponent that the uh, the Suns have right now in the Lakers. Um, okay, a couple quick shout-outs here. First of all. We appreciate everybody that's on the stream. You can stream the show now on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and Facebook Live. So uh, thank you to everybody that's on there. We'll read some of your posts and your comments throughout the uh, Pizza Hut Lakers postgame show. Uh, as always, Laker fans, you know I'm going to take a ton of phone calls. Uh, if you're, By the way, if you're just leaving Staples Center and you want to talk about the environment, the first Lakers home playoff game since April 28th of 2013, if you want to talk about what the vibe was like at Staples Center, you can do that or if you're just listening and you want to talk Lakers basketball, 877 710 ESPN. All right. Got all that uh got all that out of the way. Let's uh let's not waste any time here. Let's let's start off by taking a couple phone calls here. Um let's go to let's go to Ann in Redondo Beach and thank you for calling in, Bud. You're on the Pizza at Lakers post game show.
1: Hey Alan, how you doing? Uh hey, I just thought I wanna give my game balls tonight to mm-hmm. uh KCP, uh Alex Caruso, Matthews. They really made it difficult all night for Booker, only nineteen points. Uh, I think that kind of gets dismissed in some of the media. Uh these guys were just in his grill the whole night. And that's and it was a great to see. Hey,
0: that that's uh I appreciate you calling in and that's you know, you're you're right. It's it's easy sometimes for stuff like that. Thank you for calling in in. Yeah. It's easy it's easy sometimes for um things like that to get dismissed because I'm gonna pay attention. See what AD did tonight? Look, he follows it up with another thirty four point performance. Um did you see LeBron in that third quarter? He's virtually unstoppable. You're right. There's times we talk about it and all we're looking at is offensive stats. Devin Booker was held Six of 19 from the field. 19 points. Devin Booker was so frustrated in this game that he decided with both of his hands when Dennis Schroeder was up in the air taking a, a shot attempt to shove him in the air to, into Jay Crowder who decided, well, I'll just do the same thing and shove him in the air as well, which Anthony Davis you heard a little bit earlier talking about, yeah, that's a dangerous play. You don't you don't make plays like that. You can actually injure another person. That tells me two things. Number one that the Phoenix Suns are incredibly frustrated with how the series is starting to play out as the momentum is obviously going to the Lakers. Um, and number two, that you're probably going to have some Laker players that say, okay, you guys want to play like that? We're going to go ahead and just give it to you again on Sunday. And that's that strategy of trying to play dirty or be frustrated and take it out on other Laker players, that's not going to work on a team that's Won an NBA championship last year. That has foundational pieces like LeBron and Anthony Davis. Has other veterans on the team, or players that have won championships, like KCP and Marcus. Has won a championship and Caruso. Go down the list. Players that have won here, or that have won in other places. That tells me that the Phoenix Suns um, are looking at what's probably on the horizon. Over these next couple of games and how the Lakers are obviously starting to take control of the series, but it's a good call in to point out that Devin Booker was six of nineteen in forty-one minutes of play. By the way, I heard Michael uh, saying it or talking about it. He's like, okay, well, usually when a player of that caliber, Booker's a good player. There's just there's no other way to put it. When a player of that caliber has that bad of a game, he's probably going to come out on Sunday and have you know a much better game. That's what that's what uh, All Star caliber players do in the NBA. I just don't think, you know, at the end of the day, I just don't think that the Suns have the roster to make this a series. I just don't think they do. You know, I I, I think this all comes down to the Lakers. If Lakers, if they want to not screw around and come out in these games and put their foot down and say, we just got to take care of business and move on, there's nothing the Suns can do about it. There really isn't. And that's not being a homer. That's not it, – it's just look at the two rosters – and we were talking about this coming into the series. Now, the Chris Paul factor is obviously a big factor, and he's been a non-factor because of that shoulder injury all series. Okay, a couple more calls here. Let's go to uh, Mario in Los Angeles. Mario, thank you for calling in, bud. You're on the Pizza Out Lakers postgame show.
1: Hey, hey, good evening, guys. How's it going, man? Long time Laker fan since 1991. Uh, actually, me and my sister just left the Laker game right now. It was a beautiful, amazing environment. Mm. Everybody was livid. Uh it was just about 6,500 people but it was it felt like it was a packed arena man it was it was an amazing
0: experience Mario I'm I'm with stay on the line for a quick second I'm with you I I was you know when when you have i, I want to say 7500 was capacity uh, tonight and michael and i were talking about the pregame show you're starting to see some of these other arenas use the suns as an example they had 11,000 i want to say in those uh, first two home games but mario felt it felt good in there it felt like okay hey we're we're kind of as close as we can possibly be back to uh, playoff basketball
1: yeah man it was just a surreal experience and you know especially with everything that happened and you know the unfortunate passing of many many people's heroes uh kobe bryant um, it was just a different feel and we kind of got a taste of what the lakers bubble was and mm-hmm. it was just a really good experience i'm i'm happy that i was able to experience this with my sister
0: appreciate uh appreciate you calling in mario thank you for uh, sharing that if you're leaving staples center and you want to talk some lakers basketball you can call into the post game show that's what we do here 877-710-ESPN um did i hear i thought i heard too I Thought I heard Kobe chance, just Kobe chance right at the uh, in that fourth quarter. You got to love that. You, you got to imagine that's going to happen a lot throughout these playoffs. Um, all right, let's uh, let's do this when we come back. We'll take more of uh, take more of your phone calls. A couple other things I want to get into. By the way, um, you know, as as we start looking into Game Four, I don't know if any of this stuff that just kind of went on towards the end of the game does that spill over to Game Four. AD wasn't, you know. He wasn't mixing his words at all. A.D. was saying, no, no, I, th- I thought that was dirty. Um, the other thing about Anthony Davis that we could talk about when we come back, so A.D. now that's two straight games, phenomenal games. A.D. was phenomenal tonight. Um, you know, when I say that he gets to the free throw line and that's going to kind of dictate, there was actually a stat I-, I read off in pregame show, Trudell put it up on Lakers.com. Lakers are 24-4. and in the two seasons that Anthony Davis is, has been with the Lakers, 24-4 and four when he has 10-plus free-throw attempts a game. So that just kind of shows how valuable Anthony Davis is when he plays aggressive, when he chooses to be aggressive. Uh, also, what we could do when we come back, Kyle Kuzma had 10 or 11 rebounds for Lakers. He couldn't make a shot. Let me uh, not pretend on that front. Kuzma had 10 rebounds, and Andre Drummond, He's been impactful so far this series. He had 11 rebounds. Wes Matthews dropped eight points. I thought Gasol gave some good minutes for the Lakers. So all that coming up next, more of your phone calls. Appreciate you guys being a part of the show. I'm Alan Slewood. This is the Pizza at Lakers postgame show on 710 ESPN. This podcast
1: is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition.
0: Booker throws it away. Stolen by LeBron. Here come the Lakers, three on two. Down the middle. alley to Davis. Slam dunk. And the Lakers putting on a show at Staples Center. The defensive play of the game is brought to you by Adriana's Insurance. Win and save on your auto insurance. And only Adriana's Insurance can guarantee it. We give you more options, unique offers, and exclusive opportunities to get the coverage you need at the best price. Visit SaveWithAdrianas.com today. Adriana's Insurance, more options, no contracts, just savings. One hundred nine ninety-five. the uh, final, Lakers over the Suns. Um, quick update here on KCP. So KCP, I'm going to read off a tweet here. This is from Lakers Nation. KCP did address the media. So as we get more of this, uh, I'll be able to play some of the clips KCP says he was coming off a pick and roll and his leg got backed into and hyperextended. He felt immediate pain and wasn't able to finish the game. He'll see how he feels tomorrow before deciding if he needs an MRI. So obviously KCP left the game and did not come back. Um, before I take some more calls here, uh, just a couple thoughts here that I want to want to give here. on. Um, I kind of want to give on some of the other players for the Lakers. So LeBron and Anthony Davis obviously do their job. Um, I do feel that both of those players felt very comfortable. Even LeBron getting to the basket tonight, I I felt like he was doing a lot of damage in the paint. I mean, doing work to Jay Crowder, doing work on anybody that tried rotating on him. That was great to see because it wasn't LeBron just depending on jumpers. Um, I I thought some of these Laker role players, statistically, statistically, it's not like everybody, anybody really took off. Dennis Schroeder He's had 44 points in the last two games for the Lakers. So anybody that was complaining about Schroeder, let's slow down a little bit on Dennis. He's had really, really nice contributions these last two games for the Lakers. That's number one. Um, Drummond has been, for these past two games, kind of showed his size and his purpose of why he could be very valuable to the Lakers when they got him in that buyout market. Some of these other players, Kuz is struggling from the field. Wesley Matthews, but he, but he grabbed 10 rebounds and he was very active the entire game. I like how Michael, kind of during the broadcast when they were talking about him missing another shot, he's like, but I like him. He's he's very active, right? And he's finding ways to contribute for the Lakers. I hope he starts hitting his jumper because I'd love to be able to say, well, Kuz had 14 points tonight and he had 11 rebounds or 10 rebounds or eight or something along those lines. That hasn't happened yet. Caruso was great, giving great energy. Wesley Matthews was giving great uh, energy. I, I thought... Pretty much every Laker player that played off the bench and some of these role players contributed. It's not all going to show up on the stat line. Um, Lakers can't hit a three right now if their life depended on it. Shot 25%, 7 of 28. But what if those threes start dropping? What if they come out in game four and they hit 40% of their threes? It's not going to be a 10-point win. It's probably going to be a 20-point win. That's, you know, that, that's one of the things I, I like that the Lakers are depending right now on their size Points in the paint, they were great tonight. Rebounding, they were great tonight. A D controlling the uh the block. I mentioned LeBron scoring in the paint. Dennis Schroeder knows how to get to the basket. I mentioned all that. What if their three start falling? That's obviously uh can be a, a game changer right there as well. Okay, let's take um let's take some more phone calls here. Let's go to Alex in Little Rock, Arkansas. Alex, thank you for calling in, bud. What's going on? You there, Alex? All right, let's go to another call. Let's go to Abraham in Orange County. Abraham, you're on. Uh, you're on uh, the Pizza Lakers postgame Game Show.
1: Alan, thanks a lot for having me. I was at the game last night, or I mean, in 2013. So a little bittersweet to be in the mm-hmm. arena without Kobe at a playoff game. Uh, but it was definitely electric from the tip off. I think the refs were kind of trying to, you know, give the Suns a little bit of a of an advantage, in calling those stupid fouls on uh, on AD in the beginning, he didn't even touch them, but I think AD's response is what woke up this team and as long as he continues to be aggressive, him and LeBron, there's no way that the Suns will have any type of, you know, comeback in this series, because like you pointed out, Drummond, he set the tone in the beginning, getting rebounds, getting layups, all the little stuff Matthews came in and hit some threes. Awesome. Kuzma couldn't hit a shot for the life of him, but the boards were great. Hmm. Caruso was you know, getting Booker really frustrated. So I think all in all, the Lakers aren't even going 100 miles an hour yet, and we are running over these guys. I think no. it's huge that Chris Paul
0: – sorry. Alex. No, you're, you're good, Abraham. Let, let me get to that point real quick because I, I thought you said something right there that I want to get into, so I appreciate you calling in. Um, Okay, so first, uh, let me say this. When it comes to – the LeBron and AD part where you're saying that they're just kind of starting to get going. You said they're not even going 100 miles an hour right now. Lakers are probably, if you said, okay, at what percentage do you think the Lakers are playing right now? I'd say they're probably playing around 70 to 75%. I think that's a good, a good way to put it. And what I'm referring to there is when other role players start hitting their shots and Lakers are shooting 40% from the three-point line, They have those types of games, and they can have two or three of those in a row. Then you're like, okay, Lakers are playing this 90% of as good as they're going to play. So that's why I say about 70 75%. Um, I'm sorry to the Phoenix Suns, but that's really all they're going to need to get past this first-round opponent, okay? Second round, you're going to get Denver or you're going to get Portland. Let me kind of just look big picture for the Lakers here real quick. I'm not saying that this series is over, but if the Lakers decide the series is over, it will be over, uh, and it's not going to have to take many games to get there. Denver and Portland, Denver has a two games to one lead. I don't think there's a Laker fan that would say in a seven-game set that either one of those teams really scare you. Utah's tied 1-1 to Memphis. They'll figure it out. Clippers are down 0-2 to the Dallas Mavericks. I got no idea what's going to uh, you know play out there, but uh, I'll tell you what I'm hoping plays out there. The Western Conference looks a lot different than it did three weeks ago. And that's why I, I look at a game – I was telling this to Travis. Travis and I do the, the show now in the morning, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. And I was telling Travis this morning, I'm like, Travis, it's not even about game three. It's not. I'm like, I'm I'm kind of merging game three and game four together. That whatever you do in game three, um, it should be the same thing that happens in game four. That The, the only acceptable – uh, weekend for the Lakers is you come back or you go to Phoenix. You you, you leave LA on a Sunday or Monday whenever they leave, and you're you're gone three games to one. That that's the only acceptable scenario here. Why would anything change in Game Four? No, I gotta stop talking here. We got all these calls here, and I won't stop talking. Joseph, uh, Joseph is leaving the game right now. Joseph, what's going on? You're on uh, you're on the Pizza at Lakers post game show.
1: Hey, how's it going? Good, buddy. Uh, long time Lakers fan here uh, yeah it was uh, the atmosphere was pretty awesome tonight um, the second quarter was a little bit rough but um, going into the third and uh, when they started running that pick and roll a little bit more and uh, the offense started uh, a little bit was getting uh, its steam sure it, the energy inside the Staples Center was pretty hype
0: uh, it felt it, by the way did, did it not it feel more around? did it not feel more than 7,500 fans or was that just me
1: Oh, it felt like way more than that. Yeah, uh, it felt like it was at full capacity tonight. Um, I, I, I kind of forgot that the whole other side of the arena wasn't as full as uh, the the half that I was on. Mm-hmm. Um, but it felt pretty electric the entire time. Uh, yeah, it was a great Pre- environment. Appreciate you calling in. Came, Thank
0: you I for think. calling in, Joseph. Yeah. Let me grab a couple more phone calls here. Matt and Irvine, you're on the PTA Lakers postgame game show. Go ahead, Matt.
1: Yeah. Thanks Alan for taking my call. You got it, buddy. I, I just wanted to, uh, I just want to say watching LeBron size up Jay Crowder and start laughing at him and, and just take him ISO. It's not fair. That was, it's not fair. That was so fun. That was so fun. And then also I want to give a little shout out to Wesley Matthews for mm-hmm. stepping up hitting a couple, couple of big threes. If he could step up in Kuzma's, uh, terrible absence, that would be awesome.
0: Well, listen, Matt, and thank you for calling in, bud. Um, Look between Wesley Matthews, between Kuz, between I was uh I was saying this was it Michael and I that were talking I think in the pregame I was like Michael are we asking for too much Can you get Can you get sixteen to twenty points between KCP and Kuz a night Can you get that One guy gets you ten the other one guy the other guy gets you eight One guy gets you twelve the other guy gets you six Can you get that production from those two players KCP I mentioned You know obviously left the game. So we'll keep you guys posted on that front. He could potentially get an MRI tomorrow, uh, hyperextended his knee. So with all that being said, uh, I don't know if that's going to happen. My hope it's going to. By the way, Kuzma, if he takes 12 shots, you're thinking the guy's going to have 14 points. He's going to have 12 to 16 points, something along those lines. It didn't happen tonight, but he was still active. He didn't let that bother him. Um Kind of to go back to your point on Wesley Matthews, he had a couple of big threes, eight points. That's why Wesley Matthews is here. Remember, Wesley Matthews was supposed to replace Danny Green. That was the idea and the concept of it. Um, Solomon in Lake Balboa. Solomon, you're on the Pete Lakers Lakers postgame show.
1: Hey, Alan, thanks for taking my call. Well, as usual, you and I are tracking. Basically, I, of course, I'm happy with, uh, with tonight's win. Again, expected. Mm-hmm. You're the champs, home court. You defend it. If you don't win Sunday, you just wasted today's game. Because Arizona, uh, uh, the, 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 uh, the Suns will not care that they got their butts beat tonight because they go back to Phoenix, they got their split. So as you were saying, Sunday, take care of business, don't mess around, and then you can say the series is basically over. You go back to Phoenix
0: 3-1.
1: You may not, you may not wrap it up there. Because they're probably going to give it their all for their fans, but you're looking good.
0: Solomon, appreciate you calling in. All right, let's go. Uh, let's go to a break here. Um, I already forgot about tonight's game. I already turned the page. We've got to wait two days, uh, all the way till Sunday. I'm ready to get back into the Staples Center. Let's play again here. Uh, Lakers two games to one on the Phoenix Suns, 109 to 95, the final score. More of, more of your phone calls coming up next day right here. Appreciate you guys being a part of the show. Pizza Lakers post game show on 710 ESPN.
1: Must be 21 plus and present in present select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app
0: for details. 109.95 Lakers over the Phoenix Suns. Two games to one on the series. Two more to go to get out of round one. Points in the paint all season long is sponsored by Vista Paint. Right now, local residents can take 40% off on factory direct, high quality Vista Paint products. A Vista Paint team member will show you how. Locally owned, manufactured, and operated since 1956. Vista Paint. 58-38, to 38, Lakers dominate uh, points in the paint. Also dominated rebounds. You're not going to lose many games. If Lakers 51-35 on the rebounding, and I mentioned points in the paint, um, that's all you're looking for. If the Lakers can obviously do that on a consistent basis, uh, they're going to get through this series uh, sooner than later. Alvin Salinas on Facebook, two down, 14 more wins to go for championship number 18. Take it one game at a time. Alvin is right. I'm already looking past uh, to the next series. Um, Sergio Sacido on Facebook: Chemistry starting to work. Um, I want to play something here real quick. Let me just play. This is Anthony Davis, AD, talking about um, just having fans back and what uh, what what that felt like. Take a listen to AD.
1: Man, Staples Center was was exactly what it needed to be. Uh, once we get full capacity, it'd be even louder. But that's what we wanted. Uh, we fed off the crowd tonight, uh, especially during our runs. Uh, the crowd was loud and it gave us some some extra energy to make shots, to get some big plays defensively, and ultimately win the game. So, uh, you know, we definitely going to need a game four. Um, being as being an uh, early game, uh, some of us still might, might be a little sleep. You know, it's not the normal routine. So uh, I know they're going to come in full effect and uh, give us that energy that we need.
0: You know, I, I said this before. I, I've said that it's kind of up to the Lakers at this point. You want to finish off the series and you want to do this quick. Um the Lakers have control to do that. Phoenix can't control any of this. They just can't. This comes down to the Lakers. And this is, you know, not me being disrespectful to the Suns. The Lakers just have a better team. They got the the stars. So it, it, now it's up to the Lakers just kind of finish this thing out. Make sure that they close this out as soon as possible. You just never know what can happen in the playoffs. But what you're hoping the Lakers can accomplish in this series, too, is get, get into some kind of a rhythm. Can you win four games in a row? Can you win five out of six in the playoffs? Can you start getting six of seven? Can you just start getting into that rhythm that you really haven't got a chance to feel all season long because of the circumstances? Um, okay, a couple more phone calls I want to take here real quick. Let's go to Juan in Mid-City. Juan, thank you for calling in, bud. What's going on, Juan? Sneewa! <laughs> How are you doing, man? What's good, man? How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. What would you think? Give me kind of your thoughts on uh, on the game tonight.
1: Honestly, I was happy with AD. Mm. To be honest, he kind of played nonchalant, bro, and he got all those numbers. Imagine when he balls. We might see 50 points out of that dude one of these days, bro. Well,
0: it's kind of interesting, too, Juan, because we spent – after game one, there was so much chatter about what he didn't do. These last two games kind of – but it's expected, but he definitely has kind of put his foot down. Like, all right, let me get to the free throw. Let me do my damage in the paint. Let me walk away from these games, making sure I don't just have double doubles, but I have 30 plus points to go with those double doubles. So, uh, by the way, do it again on Sunday, right? Do it again on Sunday and, and take complete control of the series.
1: And real quick, I just want to tell you that, uh, Mid-City loves you, man. The hood loves you. Everybody I know, everybody I talk to, they all listen to you. Crenshaw Boulevard, Venice Boulevard, Washington Boulevard, the mid-city, the heart of LA. We love you, man. Keep putting it down for the Lakers. Lakers are going to take care of this in five. And uh, I'm happy with the bench performance. They took care of everything in the paint. You called it yourself. You took my point away from me. 58 to 38. Dominated inside the uh, paint, the painted area. And they, they did it casually. I can't wait till they go out there. And just really have their pedal to the metal, bro. Can you imagine? Let
0: me tell you, we're going to have a game coming up here. And Juan, thank you for calling in. I appreciate you calling in. There's going to be a game coming soon where everything's going to click. And that we we have not had – think about how long it's been since the Lakers have had a game where you're like, yeah, this game is ridiculous. They had, they had that game in Brooklyn, you guys remember, I think it was on a Saturday night where everything clicked. But LeBron, and, I mean, half of the bench or half of the players on this Lakers team weren't playing. I know that was one of those just everything went well for the Lakers. But I'm looking forward to that game where we could sit back and say, man, look at all the threes Lakers finally started hitting. Um, Kuzma had a nice game. KCP hit a couple of jumpers. We have not had one of those games. It will come. And, I, you know, I, I mentioned this coming into game two. I say they don't have to be perfect. They don't have to be per, uh, beautiful games. They don't have to. In the playoffs, if you can just find a way to get a win, Michael said in the pregame show today, any win in the playoffs is a beautiful win. He's right. Um, so when the Lakers do start clicking, maybe it's going to take another two, three, four games. But they'll probably become more and more dangerous as we get further in the playoffs. I got a feeling that Denver-Portland series, that, that I was telling Michael, I said, Michael, if there's a series out there you think's got a chance to go seven, I think it's a Denver-Portland series. I think Denver winning that first game in Portland, uh, that was obviously big. So they steal home court back. You got to imagine Portland responds back with a win whenever they play again. I don't know if it's Saturday or Sunday. The reason why I'm mentioning that series, that's round two. So if you take care of business with the Phoenix Suns and the Lakers are able to take care of business on Sunday and then you know you go back to Phoenix, I know anything could happen, but Nobody's going to be shocked or surprised here if Lakers close that close the series up in five games. Uh and, and yes, some of this has to do with the Chris Paul factor, but then you could get some rest, then you could kind of kick back. I mean, the the schedule of round two of the opponent that you would play is identical to the Lakers right now. Both teams played tonight. So if that continues, Lakers could get some, you know, additional rest if that's the case. Um okay, a couple more phone calls here. Let's go to Let's go to uh, Tom in Seattle. Tom, thanks for calling in, bud. What's going on, Tom?
1: Hey, all Um, Thanks for taking my call. You got. Um, it. I think after tonight's game, um, I think it's pretty obvious that Lakers have an advantage. Um, again, the front court front court line players of Jay Crowder and Miles Bridges of the Phoenix Suns. No offense to them, but front court players of those, you know, they're just average uh, average player guys. I don't think that's good enough for Suns to get them to the second round. I think you bring up a good point of looking ahead. And looking ahead in the Western Conference, what's really scaring me right now is the Luka Doncic and the Mavericks. Hmm. I don't know what the hell is going on with the Clippers, but if Lakers meet the Mavericks, I'm not sure if there's anyone in L.A. that can really guard Luka. What's your take on this?
0: Well, I appreciate you calling in. Thank you for calling in. I i tell you what. Um... Let Dallas finish off what they started. And I know what you're saying, but let's just say hypothetically, hypothetical. Dallas still has got to win two more games against the Clippers. Uh, shout out to the Mavs for taking those first two games at Staples Center. But then after that, then they probably have to face the Utah Jazz. So to get to the Western Conference Finals and face the Lakers, um, it's going to be kind of a long path to get there. If it's Lakers and the Dallas Mavericks, you know, in the Western Conference Finals, and I'm not saying that's not unrealistic, especially with Dallas taking those first two games, it's just going to take a while to get there. Uh, but we'll we'll kind of worry. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. Chris and Covina. Chris, thank you for calling in, bud. You're on the Pete Tut Lakers Post Game show.
1: Hey, Alan. So I wanted to talk about Kyle Kuzma and his effort on defense. So through the first two games, Clearly, in even the first half of this game, it was clearly evident that Aiton was getting everything at the rim. I thought Kuzma was doing a really good job of being active on defense, and anytime they were dishing it down to him, he made enough of an effort to come and at least um, throw off his shot. So I thought that's why we were seeing some good missed shots from their bigs there in the second half. And I just I can't get enough of how like impactful Kuzma is and finds a way to just really affect the game, kind of Caruso like when he's not
0: able to score. I'm hoping, Chris. I'm hoping. I thank you. Uh, appreciate you calling in. I'm hoping Kuz has one of those games where, look, man, he took 12 shots tonight. I'd love for him to have gone six of 12, so we could talk about because it's going to get lost, right? His defense, his rebounding—some of that's going to get lost because of he shot so poor from a percentage uh, percentage perspective. You know, it's funny. Yesterday, uh, Lakers had practice. After practice, we got to hear from a couple of the players. We got to hear from Kuz. We got to hear from Marc Gasol and Coach. And Kuz, that was kind of the topic. Are you almost being too unselfish? You're not looking for your shot enough. Uh, And I think sometimes because he has such a skill set on offense, it actually hurts the Lakers if he's being too unselfish, where earlier in his career that wasn't the case. It was like, Kuz, all right, slow down. That's not a good shot. So it just kind of shows you some of the uh, progress that Kuz has made in his career. Now he's got to hit those shots. I mean, I can't tell you how much every time KCP takes a three – uh, I'm just like, just get one to freaking fall for KCP. Get one a couple of these to fall for Kuzma. And I, I really feel like as the playoffs progress, they just see the ball go through the hoop a couple times. All of a sudden now that confidence is gonna be at a different level. Okay, one more quick phone call here. Uh let's go to let's go to Jamie and Montebello. Jamie, thank you for calling in. What's up, you What's going on?
1: Man, medium well.
0: <laughs> why, bro? Why? Medium, no, no, no. Medium plus. Medium plus. Oh, gosh.
1: Anyways, so I was thinking that Frank Vogel, there's a reason probably why he's not giving Trez um, and Markeith and THT minutes. Not that because they were doing bad at the end of the season, but I think he's just telling them, like, look, guys, I need to get AD, Drummond, Schroeder, LeBron. I need to get them going. And I need to play them throughout this series. So later on, if we continue, that they're not still warming up. I think that's the reason why he's putting Keith and Trez on the side for now and letting LeBron, AD, Drummond just kind of do their thing, kind of uh, play those long third-quarter minutes. Because usually he used to take them out at the five-minute uh, mark, but now he's kind of letting them play throughout the quarter.
0: Jamie, I, I got a feeling – thank you for calling in, bud. I got a feeling that sure. as the playoffs progress – these guys are going to get their opportunities. Right now, Gasol's getting some you know, some minutes, some runs, some opportunities, 17 minutes. Um, we're going to see Markeith Morris at some point in the playoffs. We'll see Montrez Harrell at some point in the playoffs play major minutes. Major, I guess you could say, around 20 minutes or so. THT is going to get his opportunities. Here's the problem with the Lakers, and it's a good problem because no other teams in the NBA have this much depth he can't go 13 deep. He played 10 guys tonight. Ben McLemore, you don't have to count, only four uh, four minutes. But 10 guys deep there, that's plenty in the playoffs. And every matchup and every round that the Lakers progress, obviously uh, he'll have different advantages, different matchups that he likes. So those guys will get their opportunities. All right, 109-95 the final score. Lakers over the Phoenix Suns. Um, when we come back, we'll take a few more phone calls here, read off a couple more of these uh, messages on social, and let's start kind of chatting here about Lakers Game Four, what that's going to look like versus the Phoenix Suns. One hundred nine ninety-five, Lakers up two games to one. Stay right here, Pizza Lakers postgame show on seven ten ESPN. Uh, I'm doing well, you know, uh, a little sore, uh, but I'm I'm doing well. You know, I got two days, you know, uh, rest recovery. Uh, you know I, sh- I hope I'm I'm ready to go uh, Sunday. As we get a little bit further down the, uh, down the road, see what KCP, if he's ready to go on uh, on Sunday's game. Lakers over the Suns, 109-95 the final score, 2-1 on the series. Can really just really put a uh, take a hold on this series. Okay, this is kind of an interesting quote from Chris Paul. Uh, let me read this off here. He says, if I was a betting man 11 games in a row, that's now 11 straight playoff games he's lost with Scott Foster refereeing And then as he leaves the Zoom, 11 in a row is tough. So uh, Chris Paul putting a little bit of blame on Scott Foster and uh, the referees for the, uh, I guess, in this game. I did not know that he's 0-11 against Scott Foster, but I do know that he's down two games to one in this series against the Lakers. Um, You know, it's kind of interesting towards the end of the game there. I know we hit on it for a quick sec, but I'm going to go back to it. I wonder if the Phoenix Suns, this happens, I think, in sports, sometimes when you feel like, well, we can't beat the team from a skills perspective. We can't find a way to win because we're going to out-execute them, or we think our individual players are just better, or we think we have more depth. Usually when plan A, B, and C doesn't work, plan D might be, well, what if we just kind of start playing dirty a little bit? What if we uh, muddy the waters? What if we decide to just put guys on there, you-know-what and see if that's going to make any difference or change? I kind of like that for the Lakers because I think it shows the Lakers something a little bit different that they might face a little bit later in the playoffs. It's not going to work for the Suns. Um, you can't push around Andre Drummond. You're not pushing around LeBron. Um, Anthony Davis has put up 68 points in the last two games, and I can't even add up the how many rebounds that he had. There are certain things that you could probably think you're going to get away with. Nobody's going to push around KCP or Alex Caruso. So I think that strategy that the Suns, if they if they feel like or they decide, hey, this is our best chance to win, it's not going to work. It's just not going to work. We'll see how things progress. I think for the Lakers, you just don't worry about the Phoenix Suns. You just worry about yourself. And if the Lakers do that, they will handle Game 3 or they'll handle Game 4 just like they handled Game 3. Okay, a couple um, – Couple a uh, couple tweets here that I want to read off. Let's see what else we got here. Um, I, I I do think too. By the way, I'm going to take a couple phone calls here in a second. Um, Sean Olavria Ol, on YouTube says he's getting uh, he's getting beat by our defense. He's talking about obviously uh, Devin Booker. I think guys get, you know, incredibly frustrated when they can't hit a shot or they feel like, you know, obviously players are uh, are Ding them up. Devin Booker's probably not accustomed to 6 of 19 from the field, and that's what Devin Booker was. Um, Jimmy G on YouTube says, we got to let uh, Jay Crowder shoot wide open threes. Crowder, by the way, was awful tonight. 2 of 9, 1 of 7 from the three-point line. It's funny, when he got, I think he got, I don't know, his fourth or fifth foul and they took him out of the game, I'm like, that actually hurts the Lakers. He was wasn't really doing anything on that front okay a couple quick phone calls here uh, let's go to Joe in Inland Empire in the in- Inland Empire what's going on Joe? I'm how you doing man? I'm good man what's uh, what'd you think what'd you think so, tonight?
1: Uh, my voice is kind of gone so just uh, bear with me uh, I just want to say today was uh, it was actually the game that we needed it was uh, probably the game that probably unlocked us going into the postseason uh it looked like Frank Vogel finally, because, uh, you know, our starting five hasn't really started many games together until now. It looks like Frank Vogel finally got a hold on uh, who to play in the rotation, and uh, our starting five is starting to uh, Well, Joe, Joe, like I'll,
0: Joe, I'll tell you this. I, I think if you liked what you saw tonight, and I appreciate you calling me. I'm going to try to squeeze in just a couple more calls here. I think if you liked what you saw tonight, Again, I tell you, this is 70 to 75% of what we're going to a- end up seeing. I, I think this is 70% to 75% of what would be a good game for the Lakers where everything is clicking. Uh, Ray and Irvine. Ray, go ahead, bud. You're on the Pizza Lakers Lakers postgame show. Good job, good job. All right, let's go to Harvey, who is leaving the game. Harvey, what's going on? You're on the Pizza Lakers Lakers postgame show.
1: Hey, Alan. Yeah, no, the game was ridiculous. I was at the game tonight. Oh, man, the atmosphere. Kind of cool, huh? Uh, the The energy was ridiculous. I mean, yeah, it wasn't fully filled. It wasn't full capacity, but you felt the energy in that Mm -hmm. place. And it felt like it was 2013 all over again. Mm -hmm. And man, yeah, it was, I don't want to repeat any of the same things the other callers did because it was obvious that the Lakers dominated tonight. But just to give a scope of how it felt to be in the Staples Center, man, you guys got to get in there. And Alan, we gotta we gotta see you and Travis on the advertisement, man. We, we, I'm tired of seeing uh, Ireland and Mason. Uh, I really want to see you and Travis up there.
0: We gotta take our time. We gotta we'll slowly work into this. We're slowly working into it. I appreciate I appreciate you calling in, Harvey. Um, you know, I, I I probably didn't spend enough time on this. I probably didn't talk about the atmosphere enough. It didn't feel like 70 7,500 fans. It really didn't. And I've been at every game this year where it was just me, Michael, and John, and uh, and Jesse. That was the only people at Staples Center. So I'm telling you, 7,500 actually felt like that felt real deal. Okay, I'm going to squeeze in one final call. Ray and Irvine. What's going on, Ray? Yeah, I
1: wanted to talk about LeBron. Um, I mean, it's, been, it's, it's pretty obvious that he's kind of pacing himself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he had, a, he had a great second half, but, you know, that ankle um, – you know, there was a reference in the broadcast about how, you know, they wanted him to kind of spit it out, but, he, you know, he wanted to go. Um, you know, it's AD is going to have to have these 30-plus games. Um, I want to know your opinion on uh, on of LeBron pacing himself.
0: Well, Ray, that's actually that's that's a fair point. I appreciate you calling in. Thank you for uh, calling in. By the way, everybody that called into the show, we appreciate it. Trust me, if I try to get to every call, we're going to be here till uh, twelve thirty. We're going to be here till twelve thirty. Um, so appreciate everybody that that spent some time and, and called into the show on LeBron pacing himself. Listen, LeBron has played. Was tonight his 264th playoff game, I think it was? I'm The reason why I know that is because I'm basically counting them every time I, I do one of these shows. 264 playoff games for LeBron James. Let's just say that the dude understands his body and he knows when it's the right time to start kind of putting the foot on the gas a little bit. So do I think he's pacing himself? Yeah, I do. But I think more importantly is they're all just kind of starting to get a little bit of a feel for each other a little bit of a rhythm for each other and we're not in february we're not in march we're obviously kind of doing it on the fly in the playoffs but they're good enough to kind of figure it out as they go um and, and lebron is the that's the head of the snake i mean listen none of this works without lebron it just doesn't all these individual players as great as anthony davis is and uh, other role players that you have lebron is he's the foundation he's everything so as he does continue to pace himself, I think the Lakers will become more dangerous. But let's not look too far down the road. Let's pay attention to this upcoming Sunday for the Lakers. Uh, that's the next game that they have. Okay, a couple quick plugs here, and then we're going to we're gonna get out of here. Quick shout-out here. Thank you to Jesse Lopez. Thank you to Laura Romo Lopez. Thank you to Carlos Saisu. And thank you to Rebecca Womble, everybody internally here. Um, our next game is on Sunday. So pregame show is going to start at 11. Tip-off is set for 12.30. But we got a lot going on before then, uh, starting tomorrow at 5 a.m., Keyshawn, J. Will Zubin, and Travis, um, they'll get things going in the morning. And then, of course, your first chance to react in the morning locally here on 710 will be with uh, Travis Rogers and myself. We start at 855 in the morning, so we'd love for you guys to uh, be a part of that as well. We'll uh, spend a lot of time talking about the Lakers. 10995 the final score. Lakers up two games to one. Thank you to everybody that tuned in. I'm Alan Sliwa. This is the Pizza Lakers post game show on 710 ESPN.